This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on, Smooth Operators? Welcome to Friday. Hope you had a great week. Here we are already, end of the week. So if you're not doing your end of the week checklist, wrapping things up, getting ready for maybe some time off, but you know how I feel about it. You know, work-life balance, that's such a personalized thing. So if you're one of those that likes to churn and burn through the weekend and get an hour or two on Sunday to put you in the best place for Monday, dude, play by your own rules. That's what this game's all about, knowing what serves you the best and operating on it. And with that, like, it's Friday, so you know what we got. I got an interview today, and I'm super excited about this one. Uh, this guy we met at Funnel Hacking Live, uh, gosh, almost six months ago now already. That's crazy, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but really hit it off. And then we've been in a mastermind together, just been able to share a lot of stuff, learn a lot from each other, and that's why I'm so excited to have have him here. I'm welcomed by Brendan McCulley. He's from Growing Entrepreneur. Brendan is a international best-selling author uh, that just happened in the last like two months, which is crazy. And he's on a mission to help 50,000 entrepreneurs launch a five-day challenge to generate up to six figures in just 31 days. And we're going to dive deep into not only the book, but challenges and how to run them, how to really get the best results from your audience. So dude, Brendan, so glad to finally have you on the show. How's everything going? It's going awesome, man. It's it's a, it's a pleasure to be on here, and I, I will say, just for those of you that are contemplating, you know, becoming a, a just even a book author, um, it is really exciting for you to like to have that announcement of like international bestseller. You're like, holy crap, is that really real? <laughs> uh, but no, I appreciate the intro, man. It's it's a lot of fun, and I love diving into these topics, talking about these things. It's obviously great meeting you at Funnel Hacking Live, and it's always interesting the little nuggets you can get from everybody, man. So whatever we can take, even from what we had learned at Funnel Hacking, or just these challenges. And the fact that Russell talked about them and like how like that's his thing. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the show and let's, we can dive deep on it for sure. Absolutely. And to Brendan's credit, he was already doing challenges. So it's not like Russell said it and he just started doing them. Mm-hmm. So, although it's not bad advice to do whatever Russell tells you to do. That that's tends right. To be if Russell says it, then you probably should focus on it. Probably should. Absolutely. Fantastic, dude. Well, I mean, you got a really interesting life story. I'd love to like, let's just start into what brought you into this space to begin with and led you on this path of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll kind of bring you back from where we were at, you know, what kind of even got me into challenges and like why we're, why we're doing them now. So uh, long story short, parents got a divorce when I was a kid and I turned to binge eating. So I pretty much struggled with weight, like all the way up through high school. Um, and you get to a point where, you know, even, even, and I say this story, but it's the same thing in our businesses and our relationships you get to that point where just like enough's enough and you say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore how I've been doing it. Uh, so I decided to go in a completely different direction. And I, as I started to transform Adam physically, I really started to master myself mentally. So with that, one of the first things I did, you know, and, and just like our businesses, right? So it's like, hey, we want to go in this direction. What are some of the first things I should do? Uh, and my mom had first brought me into, if you're, uh, you're familiar with Weight Watchers? 
Okay. So for those of you not familiar with Weight Watchers, uh, basically it's like an internationally known uh, like weight loss program where for the most part, they bring you in, you have weekly check-ins, they have group support, they have meal plans, you know, blah, 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 to take you from where you're at to where you want to get to. Um, and that was kind of like my first taste of accountability that was saying, hey, there's a whole group of individuals. We're headed towards one very specific direction. We understand what your problem is. If you want to get here, this is how you do so. Uh, so that for me by itself was like a huge learning curve. And that actually helped me to lose my first 30 pounds, which for me, do was like life transforming. Uh, so I started doing that. And then, uh, you know, Beachbody, like the P90X at home workout program, get like a 12 pack and like the whole thing. Uh, they have another program called Body Beast. I literally did that this morning. So yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. So uh, for those of you not familiar, P90X, uh, Body Beast, and, uh, and all these other ones are made by a company called Beachbody. So I found this stuff, you know, just like everyone, you're watching it at like 3 a.m. while you're eating ice cream. And it's like, oh, do you want to get an 18 pack? I'm like, yes, that sounds awesome. So uh, so I get on it. And uh, long story short, I follow through with it. But not only did I follow through, like I went freaking hardcore, dude. And I'm on this whole like health kick. So I say all that to say what was really cool. and What I really appreciated was when you come in here, they actually assigned you a coach. And so this coach had challenged us. They pushed us like mentally, physically just to go. Like, all right, guys, here's where you're at. Like, what will it take to be able to stay on that path? And so kind of, you know, and I'll fast forward into to where we are today. But I think the cool part is, is when you realize that there's somewhere you want to go, you wind up realizing that, hey, people have done this before. So obviously there's some sort of methodology to success. Uh, and one of the coolest things that I, I loved and the reason why we transitioned into challenges today is my coach had actually put on a couple of challenges. So then as I started to really like get into it, I just got phenomenal results. What I came to realize was like, hey, not only can I transform my own life, but now I can actually get paid and transform the lives of others because Beachbody by itself has a, a network marketing company. So that was really my first taste of entrepreneurship, of personal development, of coaching. And I fell in love with it because what I realized is like, hey, not only can I change my own life, but the fulfillment, Adam, that I got from helping others do the same was huge. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, this is the direction I want to head. So I'm doing this on the side. And of course, you know, you have like your normal life, right? So, you know, you start doing, you work your job. And then I kind of got into this whole 40, 40, 40 plan because that's what my parents did. That's what, especially what my mom did. Uh, so, you know, you do your basic jobs. You got this on the side. And as I'm doing this normal 40, 40 thing, back here, I'm like, man, I got this passion. Like, I would love to just be able to do that full time. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs tend to find themselves where you're doing what pays the bills. And on this other hand, you're like, but that'd be so cool if I could just do this and get paid doing it. And for a while, I kind of struggled, right? So I got my undergrad. I took a few years off trying to figure out like, what did I want to do with my life, man? And I tried everything under the sun. If it was a talent, a hobby, a skill, anywhere from digital media to firefighter to, to chef. Like I tried it all, bro. And I, I'm sure a lot of the entrepreneurs here have probably done that too, right? You just, you try your creative hand at everything. So I do all that and a couple of years go into it. My mom and my dad, they literally come and they sit me down. They're like, Brendan, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out. Right. So I've got my normal job. Like, you know, it, it pays the bills. I'm doing inventory for a healthcare company. They're like, look, go back, get your master's, get your master's, get your master's. So you have something to fall back on. And especially if you're going to climb this corporate ladder and you're going to, you know, go and do whatever. So I was like, okay, no problem, parents. So I go back, get the master's, get my degree. And this whole entire internally, man, the only thing sitting in the back of my head is like, how do I do this coaching thing? And how do I make that work? So long story short, I get the degree. 
and I can't move up in the company. A little bit of nepotism, a couple other things, but it just, it wasn't going anywhere. And I got this on the side. I'm like, you know what? If I'm ever going to make this transition, man, I need to be able to, to speak what coaching is. I need to know what coaching is. Like I need to get in the thick of it to even understand, to know what I don't know. So I went out, bro, and I got every certification under the sun that you could possibly imagine. Now, given I was very much into the health and fitness portion for that time, so I got everything. Man, I got I got P90X certified, Insanity certified, Spin certified, like you name it. Like I got that, but I also knew I actually want to get into like the legit, like the heart of coaching. So I even got like a full year and a half life coaching certification, um, and a few other things like a Les Brown certified. And I remember I do I start all these bro at like different times. And within like a two week period, I got FedEx, I got UPS all knocking on my door and they're just throwing boxes at me. And I open up all these boxes and I lay everything out on my bed. And it's like nine different certifications. Like, dude, I'm staring them at my wall right now. And I'm looking at these dude. And I'm like, this is awesome. What the hell do I do with all of this? Right? So like you got your name and then you got like initial, 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 initial which is cool. And, you know, you put it out on Facebook and people are like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Didn't lead to clients. Didn't lead to, you know, any more sales. I was just more confused because I had like all these things in the world that are going on. I just knew I had some sort of skill set. I wanted to get paid for it. and I wanted to transition. So um, with that, I'm going to pause for two seconds because that's kind of where I start to make this jump. So did you want to ask her anything about that? Or you want me to just kind of go with it? Oh, I love it. That's a I didn't know all this about you. So yeah. that's why these interviews are great. Okay. Um, I will say there's there's such a correlation between, and I've noticed this on myself, like the care we give to our own bodies, our own mm-hmm. self-care to what we're able to do externally. So I think that's a really interesting correlation. That's where you started. But I think so many of us entrepreneurs, we get a couple months, years into it and we're like, okay crap, that's slipping. I better, I better, I better shore that up back up, which is where I'm at right now. Like, oh crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting how that, that correlation comes between, between those two sides of it. But um, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so yeah. that's, so that, that's basically where, you know, where I got to the point, I'm like, all right, so I've got, I've got all these things, right. And, and I'm still doing the same thing. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this. So I'm basically, I'm flying chair force one. So I'm sitting at a desk. I've got a mouse in my hand. And I'm staring at a computer. I'm doing this eight hours a day. And it's just, it's not my personality. Dude, there were so many times, like I literally, like my boss was right in the other cubicle. I wanted to walk right around there and be like, thank you so much. Here's my two weeks. I appreciate you. And I didn't really know how, like, okay, great. But if I do that, like, what the hell am I going to do? Um, so one of the gentlemen that I had met at, uh, when I was getting Les Brown certified, I got really close with them. And uh, I knew I also had a 401k that was sitting there. I'm like, okay, if I'm ever going to be ballsy and I'm going to make the freaking jump, like I have to do it. So I went home and I asked uh, what, who is now my fiance, uh, girlfriend at the time. I said, babe, I want to make this jump. And at this time we were living together. I want to make this jump. Will you support me? And she looks me in the face and she's like, Brendan, can you pay the bills? And I said, well, I can for three months. And then I'm going to totally bet on myself. And then we're going to make it happen. Okay. So I told the guy, Matt, who I was, uh, you know, connecting with at the time, like, Matt, here's what I want you to do. Bring me on. I don't like, I just, you know, like when you get in somebody's vibe and their energy, they're just like, they're cool as hell. Like you just want to be there and like, you just know, like shit will fly. So I get in this vibe, get in this energy. I love what they're about. Like just do just high energy, just cool down to earth people. I said, Matt, take me on. I don't know what you do. I don't care how you do it. Teach me, train me. We'll figure something out. 
pay me at least a couple hundred bucks a week so I can eat. And, you know, that way, if you like me after three months, keep me. If you don't, we'll figure stuff out. He's like, are you sure? I said, yes. So the following day, uh, scariest, most rewarding part, I walk in. And I said, thank you guys so much. I'm going to give him actually my 90 days notice because in corporate things take forever to like, you know, fill a job. And it gave me a little bit of an exit plan so I could, you know, do what I want to do. Uh, and I will say, man, between that transition, it's amazing how many folks will walk up like, dude, I'm sitting like in my cubicle and they walk up behind me and they put their hand on my shoulder and they go, Brendan. And they all, they all knew me because, you know, just they knew me well. They're like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, do you have a game plan? Are you sure? Like, because we can get your job back. Like, you know, like, what are you going to do? So imagine as you're trying to like face and head towards your dreams or whatever it is. And you got everyone else coming behind you saying like, are you sure that's a good idea? So a little bit of fear. So fast forward, 90 days comes in and I'm now fully with these guys that winds up going for about a year and a half, uh, which was phenomenal, man. I learned a ton of stuff. It was absolutely beautiful. And then it came into cash flow problems. And then there's nothing more exciting than turning around saying, Hey, we can't pay you like, Oh, -oh." (laughs) so then you gotta go kind of like tell the wife that one. Uh, and then long story short, this basically, this was like the trend for another couple of years where I had these huge opportunities it was work with guys, had big visions, only for whatever reason, management-wise, client-wise, they just, they didn't have the cash. And I'm an operations guy, right? So like I do back-end tech and setup and wizardry. And like, I love all that shit. I love project management. And the goal, you know, for, especially for a lot of entrepreneurs here, when these guys say, hey, this is what we're going to create. I just need someone that can come in here. We don't have a lot of capital, but if we build this the right way, like, you know, you could be set for life kind of concept. So that was the dream that I was living off of. Right. Um Fast forward a couple of huge opportunities, a couple of huge sinkers. You get to the point where it's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because as much fun as that is to keep turning around and telling your wife that you don't have a paycheck, uh, you say, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. So I start to transition to my own thing. And this, and this is how, you know, I want to bring it fast forward to where maybe some people are today. So when you know you have a certain skill set, right? So it's like, hey, I knew I was good at this. I was good at this. I was good at this. And you have all these kind of different things. The challenge I started running into is how do you how do you express that to an individual where they then turn around and be like, you are exactly that person I need. Right. More importantly, how do you do something that's scalable? Because, you know, a lot of times I see a lot of guys, especially when they're doing like, you know, techie operations or website builds or funnel builds, it winds up becoming just like a time for dollars kind of concept you can't really grow it. You can't scale it. People are stupid nitpicky. And then you just wind up into this like whirlwind of hell. And then you have to go hunt and you have to go get that next client. So I figured, okay, I have some type of business skill, right? That's what I went to college for. You know, I love this concept of coaching. I'm starting to get into this whole like, you know, marketing sales concept. Cause that's what I literally just did for the past couple of years and had a few jobs into that. I'm like, what is something I can create that's scalable, that levels, that leverages like SaaS software as a service um, that I have a lot of fun doing, I can do full-time and I can charge high ticket. So usually what they always say is, okay, well, you need clarity on what the hell you're going to put out there. So I said, okay, well, what did I used to know? And then what does the market need? And I had a lot of friends that were coaches and speakers. And the biggest thing they always kept running into was how do I get more clients? How do I get more speaking gigs? How do I get paid more? How do I create a high ticket offer? <clears throat> and so when I looked at all the big players out there and we just talked about funnel hacking live, right? So Russell Brunson, Dean Graciosi, Brendan Burchard, like all of these dudes, they were all running challenges. And I'm like, wait, I know challenges. 
we used to run challenges. We did, dude, we run free challenges all the time. We do like a squat challenge and a push-up challenge. And we have all these people raising their hands saying like, yes, I want a better butt by, you know, summer. And this is going to be awesome. And we're like, okay, well, if I can do that and they're doing that and I have software and tools that can help automate this process, could I be known as the challenge guy? Mm. And so I started looking at all these guys, you know, what they were doing and like the promises they made. And I started to notice like a couple gaps. And one of the biggest things is the tech portion and the operations behind getting like a live event up and running. Cause dude, you dude, even just doing your podcast here, like there's a lot of moving pieces, right? You got the reminders, you have the landing page to even have somebody opt in. You got to make sure, you know, you do all the post editing, you got to do all this. Like that is a whole process, a whole series of SOPs by itself and events are no different, whether it's in person or digital. And the fact that everything, you know, since COVID has really gone to more like this whole Zoom realm and literally you can hop on virtually from anywhere, you can run one of these, you can offer a high ticket package and make four, five, six, seven, you know, figures in a five day time period. That's really attractive. So, mm -hmm. you know, from the operations standpoint, I'm like, okay, could I combine operations with the thing that people need the most? And that's, that was kind of like the idea. And this was about four and a half years ago. I said, man, if I could create a turnkey challenge style that would allow people that were just like me to get their message out there further, farther, faster, that was way less confusing. And it wasn't all these miscellaneous pieces, but it was like everything in one roof. That would be really cool. So mm. I started putting this together. I found some software that would like help me to do it. And then I tested it out myself. So like a lot of us as entrepreneurs, like say, you know, hey, I don't know if it's going to work. Let's try it out. So you sort of like do your own beta program. So I ran my first challenges for me, you know, for me personally. And I got about five or six people in there. And all it was, dude, literally like five days out before we we're going to start, I threw up a post that said, hey, I'm doing a five-day automation challenge. If you want in, it's going to be awesome. And, you know, five people showed up. So we started getting in there. This is like the first time I personally like ran one myself to actually try and monetize this. So I get them into like day three. <laughs> And they're still on there and they're, you know, like they're getting a lot of it. And so day three comes up and I'm like, what the hell am I going to offer? Because at this point, I just didn't really like actually have like a legit offer, but I got to offer something. So my buddy's like, dude, just throw something out there. If you don't put anything out there, it's automatically a no. If you right. put something out there, then hell, if they don't take it, they don't take it. But if they do, then, you know, rock and roll and game on. So I said, okay, I'm going to help you automate your business. I'm going to help you get a challenge up and running, blah, 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 6K. So Thursday rolls around, we hop on, I do the pitch, we hop off. And I remember, dude, I'm just, I'm looking at my phone, I'm walking the dogs, you know, we just finished up. I kid you not, Adam, within half an hour, I get this little PayPal notification that says, congratulations, Brendan, you just got 6K in your account. I'm like, what just happened, bro? I'm like, no. You know what it was too? It wasn't the amount of money. It was the fact that this could actually happen. And that for me, man, was like, holy crap. Like that was literally, this was last minute, throw it up. Like what just happened? If I could do this for me, what would happen if I started doing this for other people? Like how far could they take this? Because now it was proof of concept just got proven. And I was like, hell right. yes. So we put that in there. So then I start putting together like this whole, you know, my system, our proprietary thing. So if you're in operations, right? Like you've got to know step one is this, step two is this, step three is step four. And I started mapping out the entire process. I said, okay, here's what I did. If I were going to put somebody through this exact thing, like I want to get it to the nitty gritty where like you can, can I curse on this show? Oh yeah. 
Okay. So you can't fuck this up. All right. So like literally it, like what is the shortest time period where I can get you the exact result. So, you know, week one, we do this day one, you do this down to how long will it take? What are the modules? And if you implement bam, 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 final product, end of the day. And I remember, man, I started on this, like this, this random ass Google sheet. And I started typing this out and I go into like the, the next day. I'm like, no, no, that doesn't fit there. Do this next piece. And then no, I'll go back here. And then before you know it, like it starts to make sense. So now I have this asset and here, and it's always funny because they always say, okay, like, you know, how much of your minimal viable product should you actually bring to markets versus like, when is enough enough? And then you actually go ahead and sell it. And I, I probably, my little bit of OCD and perfectionism probably built out more than I probably should have before, I, before I put it out there. <laughs> but I also knew that if I was going to bring somebody into it, like I want it to be solid enough where I'm like, Adam, get in here. Let's see what the hell happens. So long story short, I wind up, you know, building out the thing and uh, I reached out to, I don't know, maybe five, six, 10 people. I said, Hey, I've got this turnkey challenge thing. I know I will easily sell us for like 5k moving forward. Will you come in for like a 497 beta price? And they're like, this is amazing. Yes. hundred percent. And I remember one woman very specifically, uh, Cindy. So she does divorce coaching, which is a very specific niche, right? So it's not, this is not like a happy go lucky, not like, you know, make six figures in your business. This is, Hey, you're probably going through one of the worst times in your life. I'm going to throw a five-day event on it and show you like, do this, don't do this. Watch out for that. You know, like the whole nine yards, she brings it through her first one locks in like a first high ticket client right out of the gate. And so for me, wow. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Now we got to grow this sucker. And I was like, okay, if I can do it with that, I'm like, there's probably every other vertical I could possibly do this with. And here's the beauty of it. A, operationally, now there's a system, there's a structure, there's, I can literally take whatever you're in. We just got to make it fit in these couple pieces. And then the conveyor belt just moves. So that for me was really exciting. And then B, it's totally scalable. So now, you know, like now I can put this one thing out here and because it's based on a certain number of like foundations and principles, it's no longer, Hey, will this fit? Now it's just a question of how do we make it fit? And then you just apply it to your business and then you go and you grow. So that part for me, man, was like, was super exciting. And I think we've basically taken this past four and a half years just to try and make it as, as thorough as possible. And it's kind of that, that fine grain line between you don't want to make it overly complicated, but you want to make it so well thorough and thought out that it's like, okay, they're probably going to want this or they're probably going to ask about this. Can I, from an operational standpoint, can I put it in there ahead of time? So when they say, hey, Brennan, can we do this? Yes, 100%. This is what you do. Or this is what you do. Um, right. So that became basically the flagship of like, you know, what we do in terms of like growing entrepreneur for our company. And then the knee part was, especially as we said, okay, well, what is that next level? We said, okay, if we can do this with challenges, can we do this with a summit? Can we do this with a masterclass? Can we do this with a podcast, you know, whatever? So that's basically, that's where we're going from here. Um, so first and foremost, what I will say is that if you're not running challenges, when, and you obviously you saw Russell on stage, right? So his whole linchpin right. strategy and uh, so guys, for, if you're watching this, and by the way, um, Adam, I took about 30 plus pages of notes. So if you want to share that with your audience, uh, they might get some, some really valuable stuff. Yeah, I but, downloaded them when you posted them. I do awesome. have those. Awesome. So what was really cool is Russell's like, guys, I'm going to show you exactly what I do for all my businesses. And if this guy who probably makes, I don't know, millions, billions, whatever, you know, he's got, he, he makes it a lot. Um, he's easily in the nine figures at this point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the connections and everything else he does from like JVs. 
Uh, yeah. So it was really cool. He's like, guys, for every previous business I've owned and for every future business I will own, he always starts them off, I think either a webinar or a challenge. So seeing that he, a guy of this caliber is throwing that out there saying, hey, you should probably do this. A, was really reaffirming for me because I'm like, I'm probably in the right business, which is really cool. But then B, knowing the power of what you can get out of that. And I think here's the beauty of it. And it's funny because I was just watching a woman doing a webinar today and she's talking about, you know, communication, conversation, conversion, and all the rest of it. I think the, the beauty of a challenge is that you get a lot of people headed in a very specific, you know, specific direction, just like when I was trying to lose weight. There's accountability because you touch base with them every single day. You build that know, like, and trust, and you're known as like the, the instant authority out there. Because if you're the person that's running the event, You've got to have some type of authority. You've got to know like what the hell you're talking about. Because if you just try and, you know, put yourself up there, like people are going to know real fast. Are you the real deal? Or are you just full, totally full of crap? Right. And they'll be able to feel your energy. They'll be able to understand who you are as a person. How are you showing up? Like, what does that look like? So, you know, it, it puts you as like the obvious choice in the marketplace. And if you specifically come from this, this place of, I think, abundance and serving, and even more importantly, not just information, but transformation, and you can totally mm. tweak the way a person thinks in their mind, when they identify as like a new type of individual, that makes all the difference in the world. And I think what's beautiful is a lot of times, you know, for those of us who have a coaching, speaking, <clears throat> consulting, like whatever your practice is, you typically do it because yes, don't get me wrong, wrong, man, make the money as a business, have time, financial freedom, that's awesome. But you do it because you want to transform the lives of somebody that you work with. So like, if you right. can't do like Adam, like when you work with your clients, the same deal, you know, you bring them in, you collect the cash, but the ROI they get at the end of the day is what fulfills us where they're like, dude, Adam's a fucking rock star. This guy is awesome. We love that. We feed off that. Yeah. And I think the really cool part is, you know, a lot of times the way that we've seen or other people, oh, well, you know, go hit somebody up in the DMs or go spam them on email or, you know, like all these other methodologies and techniques it can become really frustrating, especially if you're not getting the kind of results or if you don't know how to run ads or if you are running ads, maybe you're not doing them right. You can lose a lot of money. So there's always ups and downs of different sides of lead generation because, dude, at the end of the day, it's just it's a fancy form of lead generation. That's what it comes down to. Right. But if you can do this the right way, and especially if you run them once a month or once a quarter or shit, you know, twice annually, whatever. Um, you, the beautiful part, man, you have this asset that just sits there and it works for you over and over and over. And ideally given a couple changes, tweaks and modifications to make it better, it sits there. So anytime you do a podcast, a Facebook live, um, an article, you know, you're blogging, whatever, like if you point them back this one thing of, Hey, I would love to just like uh, Gary V the jab, jab, jab hook value, value, value. And then say, if you'd like to move forward with me. This is what my offer looks like, dude. At that point, like it's not even so much like maybe there's a bit of a price objection, but they know who you are, they like you, they trust you, like they are all in, and they're like, Oh my god, like this guy Adam's absolutely amazing. Yes, I would love to work forward or you know, to move forward and, and work with this guy, or hey, maybe now's not the right time. Either way, you build your email list, you build your phone list. Now you've got people that know, like, and trust you, you've increased your authority in the marketplace. And worst case scenario, downsell them into something or put their ass in your Facebook community. Just keep giving them value. Dude, you stack that value so damn high. There's no reason why at some point down the line that they probably wouldn't want to work with you. Yeah. I mean, you're establishing uh, instead of a no, it's a not yet, basically. 
Yeah. Which is like exactly. so different from the cold DMs to a sales call and you're not actually serving up value on the front end. You're not mm -hmm. really building anything. You're just getting on that super uncomfortable cold quote unquote discovery call, whatever you, right. whatever the, the catchphrase is for it right now. Mm -hmm. But instead you're like, like you're, you're putting yourself in their memory banks, which a challenge is great for, right? Cause you get five days, five hours in front of someone. I mean, you can't buy that kind of real estate in someone's ears. Right. I mean, you, you literally have like your own virtual real estate. <clears throat> and it's, it's funny because a few people reach out to me too. They're like, Hey, Brendan, can we do a three day versus a five day? And I've never personally run a three. I've heard of people that, you know, that have done them successfully. So, you know, just like the feedback you always get from your clients is, Hey, how can I make this better? So we started playing with it. We're like, all right, could we turn this into a three day? And we literally just came out with like a version 4.0 of ours. So now they can do it for three. You know, and then eventually, and we're going to, the next one's going to be like, okay, can you just do like a one day workshop? Can you do this? Can you do this? So I think it's, it's, here was the biggest thing that helped me get known really well for one thing that you do better than everybody else in the marketplace. And I think where, where I messed up at first and where I find a lot of coaches or, or consultants or, you know, agencies, whatever, we try and be everything to everybody. Oh, you want this? Yeah, I can do that. Oh, you want this? Yeah, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. And before you know it, dude. You're trying to do a million different things. And Joe over here wants a website. This person wants a challenge. This person just wants to land. And they want like a mix of everything. And then you do a lot of things really poorly versus one thing where you are like the master of it. Yeah. So, you know, and you think like, dude, there's world-renowned surgeons. I don't care if you're a brain surgeon. There's a guy, there's a guy very specifically out of West Palm, not far from us. He does limb lengthening. So literally like kids, that are born where like, you know, one, one leg is this long, one leg is this long. Like the guy is known people will fly from all around the world to have this dude come in and literally make it. So you've got like two limbs that are exactly the same length. Like think about how specific that is. And that if you are looking for somebody, you're not going to get the guy that also happens to be a pediatric, you know, maybe I don't know. Of course, I don't really speak doctor, but you know, there's a difference between a guy that's like a brain surgeon versus a limb lengthening surgeon versus just a general surgeon versus, you know, a guy that maybe checks like your ear, nose and throat. Like these are very different things. And a lot of times, like if we're bringing ourselves as entrepreneurs say, oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. What do you think or how much like trust do you think that person's actually going to have that you are going to be like the best and charge the price that actually justifies that? Yeah. And a lot of us, I think we get, we get stuck in that. And that's easy to do. And I get it because, you know, you're like, yes, I have this different skill set, but I think you, you know, really just saying, okay, here's what I can help you achieve. Here's your main pain point that helps you that, that you're having a hard time at night sleeping. Cause this drives you crazy. I will solve it with this solution, period, end of story. Now, this is the question whenever I get that somebody says, okay, well, Brendan, I'm good at all these things. How do I just come up with this one thing? I say one thing as in one pain point, one solution, but here's the caveat. This one solution, like for mine, it's taking inventory of all your skill sets. I know automation. I know business. I know coaching. I know fitness. I know all these things. I'm not going to the market saying, hey, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. No, I have one very specific solution that will incorporate these five things that I have specifically taken and aligned to say, okay, when I help you with this package, it will include me coaching you through this in a system that makes sense with a final outcome based on marketing skills I've learned. 
So now you have your own operational SOP as far as how you're going to present it to them. But in terms of the sales pitch, you get so much more defined to say, I help XYZ kind of person overcome XYZ kind of problem in XYZ timeframe guaranteed. And I think the second you're able to roll that out, just based on all of these talent, skills, knowledge, ability that you have like conjured up throughout the years, it totally puts you in a different light for, I think, as far as like how prospects see you. Uh, And then, you know, anytime you step on stage, you know that, you know, that, you know, you will get somebody something very specific at the end of the day. And then the cool part is to transition. That's when you can go and write a book on it and say, Hey, this is what I do. This is how it works. You should follow me because, and the part I was really excited about this is now it's like, how many assets can I have working for me at one time that will Mm -hmm. bring in more conversations that will bring in more eyeballs that will be like, oh, wow, like that gives you just an added level of credibility. So if I want to be the challenge guy, dude, I want to be on podcast about challenge, i.e. we're doing it right now. I want to talk, I want to talk about my book. I want to be on Facebook lives. I want to be on everywhere. So I want them, and this is kind of what we subscribe to. It's either going to be a yes, a no, or restraining order. And I want to be able to to get that out there, dude, because if I'm, here's where most people I think fail. They're so afraid of what people will say when they put their stuff out there. They're like, oh, if I, if I send too many emails, they're going to say no. Dude, if I could show you the fucking colorful emails and voicemails I've gotten from just blasts out there. And they're like, you know, and it's so funny, bro, because it's 50-50. And like, I was talking about the book and I was talking about the challenge. I'm like, look, I don't care if you, and this is not to be an asshole or, or to, to come off negatively or to like be all in your face, but I want you to know me either you're going to like me or you're not, but you will know me. Right. And Grant Cardone is a a huge thing on this, man. He's like, yeah, push them, push them. If they said, don't send them an email, send them 10 more. And so like, (laughs) literally, (laughs) because I've seen it so many times, man. And it's so funny. A buddy of mine, Trevor, he was just at Grant Cardone's last uh, 10X growth con. And so Trevor's sitting like the second row so he could see everybody in the front. And Grant pauses for two seconds. He says, guys, let me make this really clear. Raise your hand if you've unsubscribed from my emails at any point in time. Bro, Adam, the whole front row raised their freaking hand. So it's not so much, you know, we we take things, I think, really personally. Right. We're so sometimes scared of putting ourselves out there for being known for this one thing that we don't even make a blip on people's radar. They don't know what we're about. They don't know why we're doing it. They don't know, you know, they don't know our journey, you know, and then the fact that we're interested in their journey, like there's no dialogue. They are not in our world. They don't even know we exist. So I'd rather be in your face more often and be able to market this. So even from an operational standpoint, dude, if we create the best freaking product and we have the best results, here's the other thing Grant said, I never forgot. Best known always beats best any day Mm. of the week any day and I was like man that hit me right in the face because I'm like damn I know like I know like you know like when you know that you're good at something oh yeah the other like schmuck down there is like kicking your ass and you're like he's not that good like I know I could do that well then why aren't you it's only because more people know him it's only because he's got more action I I got my competitor too I'm the same way I'm like their system sucks I'm way better but best known and by all and dude and I'm trust me 100% 100% abundance by all means. I would love some friendly competition. Let's rock and roll. 
But a lot of times I think we have to look internally. So if we're going to put ourselves out there, if we're going to create something and we're, you know, we're going to launch this to the world, it's on us, man. We have to take full responsibility. Am I out there enough? Am I hopping on podcasts? Am I doing whatever it takes to put assets the assets out there that will not only transform the lives of others, but also act as an asset in our business? Like, dude, look at Russell. What's he? Right. Four books in? You know, like yeah. I think this last one was uh, a New York Times bestseller, if not like the last two. And that one thing was like the catalyst for like what got him to where he wanted to be. So, you know, the one thing, and this is even what we're pushing now is a mix between like a book slash challenge funnel where you can leverage both. And like, that's even what our next challenge is going to be. It's called the five day instant authority challenge, how to leverage being an author and launching your own challenge. So that way you stand out from the crowd. Um, wow. So, and that'll be, you know, the fun part. And then I guess kind of my last piece to tie it in when you're putting your assets out there or you're building these operational tools or all the rest of this, you're familiar with the dream 100 strategy. No, of course. Okay. Right. So for, for anyone that's watching, if you're not familiar, check it out. Uh, what is it? Is it Dana? I think Dana Derricks. He's the one that I think wrote a book on it. Um, I believe it's on, it's right here. Yeah. Dana Derricks. Okay. So he, he my book sells right over to the <laughs> right of my desk for a reason. For, yes, money. exactly. Quick reference and then come right back. Um, so he wrote the book on it and, you know, I know uh, Russell does like a whole thing on it, but if you can leverage, and I got this from, um, I can totally see him in my mind too. It'll, his name will come back to me, but he talks all about speaking and selling from the stage, you know, and it, like, he's got his braid, uh, story braid framework, which is really, really cool. Is that um, Colin Boyd? No, I'll show you a picture and you'd be like, Oh, that guy. And his name's totally spazzing from my head right now. Gotcha. Um, you know, but the beauty of it. Yeah, now you know what? Now it's gonna bug me because now I want to go out because I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up his picture and you'd be like, "Oh, that guy." Let me see if I can. I know Colin has a similar program. It's probably he's probably just a, another one. Okay. All right. So either way, regardless, you know, just being able to leverage that asset and to be able to put it out there. Um, I remember exactly where I was going with that one. All right, it'll come back to me. Oh, the Dream 100 strategy. So, dude, the one thing he says is OPA other people's audiences because a lot of times like yes while it's great while we're trying to get our own traction and we're posting and when you're putting events out there and everything else dude there's so many other people that already have your ideal target client your ideal target audience so if you're going to put your energy and you know and your efforts and your time and your money out there you might as well align yourself with a freight train that's already going because dude if right. i can have one or two conversations just by attending funnel hacking live Half the people that I wanted to interview to be able to stick in this from a Dream 100 perspective, they said yes. And I simply said, hey, dude, great connected funnel hacking live. I got something that's really fun. I know you've been crushing it in the game. I would love to interview you. And before you know it, and you man. Got a, you got a couple big hitters too, I noticed. There, so yeah, awesome. there was a couple. There was a couple. And, you know, and, and the cool part is, is once it's like a domino. It's like your Dream 100 is those ideal 100 people that if I could connect with them, like your business or your personal life would change dramatically. You connect with one and that one person tells the next, dude, at that point, like it's so much easier because you already have this like vetted, uh, I guess kind of shoe in of like, hey, well he did it with him. So he must be like not that big of a douche. So let me hop on and, you know, I'll chat with him for a little bit. Cause now think about it's it. Like it's like networking social proof. I, I, I love it. Exactly what it is. All right. And this is why I love when you, you said it for the beginning. So right there at the top, here's what I love about this. And this is why I push this to everybody. 
once you hit international bestseller, I don't care how you do it. I don't care how long it takes. That will always live with you forever. Like you, like now there's no running from it. It's like when I got all the certifications and I can add crap to the end of my name, regardless of how big or small people perceive that it's always in your title. Now, all right. of a sudden it grants you a different level of authority in my opinion. And it's the same exact deal. If you can leverage that, that same kind of dream 100 strategy with anyone else in particular. So you get one person, dude, like for you, you have this podcast. If you like, you, you know, you nail a couple big names on there. It's so much easier to reach out to other individuals that most people think are maybe untouchable that now you have immediate access to, you can build a friend, you know, a friend, uh, friendship with. So, right. you know, that's, and between the podcasting bro and like writing a book, those hands down, I think are some of the best ways to like grow your brand, uh, further and faster. It's funny. One of the first interviews I did was with Nikki Ballou. Who's Which was that? I don't know if I know him. Uh, he runs the thought leader revolution. Okay. Uh, pretty big coaching business out of Canada. But what he told me was his first interview I ever did. I don't know how it landed him. It was through pod match or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've had free coaching with Seth Godin, John Maxwell, and oh, like yeah. lists off all these top list guys who just showed up on his podcast, but he got to basically just ask his questions for an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like it's the best coaching ever. So, and it's all free. Oh yeah. And dude, even one of the first guys I reached out to um, for like my podcast when I first started it, you know, uh, uh, oh, by the way, Pete Vargas, that was the name of the guy. I couldn't think about uh, it for a second. Yeah, he was Pete. the one. Um. So there was a, uh, a couple of books, you know, Mike Michalowicz. I so do. he wrote, uh, yeah. So clockwork uh, was the, the pumpkin pumpkin plan, I think uh, toilet paper entrepreneur, like a couple other ones. So anyways, I'm an audiobook guy. So I was listening to him and he specifically says in there, which I love, you know, I think he's really down to earth guy. He's like, Hey, if you're reading this and you get to this point and you're taking action, send me an email that says X, Y, Z. I'm like, okay, that's a free invite. So literally I sent him an email and I said, by the way, I happen to have a podcast called Growing Entrepreneur. I would love for you to be on there. Is that cool? Assistant reached back out to me within like 48 hours, said, hey, Mike would love to be on there, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, that's really cool. So now I got Mike on there. And then the other one, so we used to have a fitness podcast a while ago. Um, so Tony Horton, the main P90X like guy that runs the whole thing, we it was myself and like two other guys that were super heavy into it. Uh, and one of the dudes reached out and said, Hey, you know, we've got this all, you know, men's podcast. We're all a bunch of coaches. We'd love to have him on there. And the guy said, yes. We're like, okay, in what world other than inviting the dude on there, could you ever just get like a random audience to chat with this guy for like an hour? So right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think just cool little strategies that as you keep, you know, just being willing to be creative and saying, okay, how not, not, I can't, but how could I connect with this person? How could I provide them value? How can I put out an asset? How can I, you know, just, I think being creative as you go, man, and eventually like some really cool stuff can start to happen. And I think I'm just, I'm putting all these pieces together in my, in my head. Cause like one of the biggest connecting points from, from my, from hearing the story and, and hearing how that has this like rolling effect and one thing leads to another, it all started with clarity. Yep. And once you had super clarity, like you have a full definition of who you are, you have your elevator pitch and it's solid. That in my mind leads to the confidence, leads to the outgoing nature. Cause you already, you already have clarity. 
Like mm-hmm. I've, I've known some super confident people that didn't have clarity, but not that many. I've known a whole lot of people with confidence that had clarity. So, I mean, that's just, that's the linchpin in my mind. Dude, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think everywhere in your programs, in your health, wealth relationships, like starting with that, here's the direction I want to go. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think even like the bigger you paint it, like the more exciting or nerve wracking it can get. Um, but just being hyper clear. And then, you know, even if you are really clear, asking yourself, am I playing at a big enough level? So like when you mm-hmm. first read off, hey, you know, Brendan wants to help 50,000 online entrepreneurs. We did a, uh, we did a mastermind in Miami about a year ago. And it was really cool. Cause actually I had to bring my, my 16 year old stepson. So he got to like, you know, witness and just like, see, I want to open up his eyes. Cause you don't right. learn a lot of this stuff when you're in school. Right. And unless your parents somehow like indoctrinate you into it, I mean, until you really get to the point where you're maybe like, you know, 16, 17, 18, you're out on your own. You're like just now entering this world. It's not common. So we went to this mastermind and this guy, Jared Yellen. Um, and I, you know, I definitely, I, I totally admire this guy, like what he's done young dude and just been uber successful. Uh, <clears throat> when we're all sitting in this mastermind, like, all right, what is your moonshot? And I didn't know what a moonshot was. He said, basically like, what is this? You know, some call it like your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. Like whatever the hell you want to call it. What is this thing that you were aiming for that's out there that when you say it, people are like, holy shit, seriously? And for mine, like I had the concepts of like my one thing, but I didn't have this target. I didn't have this clarity of, okay, here's where we're going. It's kind of like that, you know, like the sergeant that's at the front of the army or, you know, whoever your top like general, general soldier or, you know, military dude is and says, guys, we are going in this direction. And I'm going to tell you exactly why we're doing this. And everyone's sitting there. It's like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And then they fight, you know, day in, day out until they win the war because there's something huge they're running towards. So he came around and like, I, I knew the concept, like, okay, well, we want to do this challenge thing. Like, this is cool. This is my thing. And I get it. He's like, yeah, but what's like, what is that moonshot? So he's like, all right, everyone write down you're going to help X, Y, Z number of people achieve a certain goal in a period of time. I'm like, all right, cool. So 5,000 within the next year and a half, blah, blah, blah. So I stand up and I pull out my paper. I'm like, okay, we're going to help. And dude, he stops me halfway through. He's like, no, you're not even big enough, bro. (laughs) Add an extra zero onto the end of that number, sit down and try it again. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I sit there and I draw an extra zero on this and I put a little comma there. And I stand back up and like, we're going to help 50,000 online. And this dude, the second I said like just that word within a two-year time period, it got really real, really fast. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Because <laughs> think about it. You know, it's like now, I think a lot of times when we play entrepreneur, you're thinking about so many other things when you first get into this realm, Right. You know, and a lot of times we even start with the wrong stuff. Like I first started, well, what's my website going to be? What's my branding colors? What's my logo? All the things that won't get me clients and yada, yada. So like <laughs> you kind of go down this rabbit hole. You're not even contemplating, how am I going to help this many people do this? You're trying to even just understand, okay, what's my thing? How do I even create my thing? Oh shit. There's rent that's due in a couple of days. Oh, my water bill's late. Like all these other things. And then when you finally get to a point where you understand who you are and you're clear on your offer, well, now we have to take that and we got to make it bigger. Because if you don't have something that, in my opinion, is big and propelling you and have that goal and that why, like Simon Sinek always talks about, then it's very hard, I think, to motivate you, to motivate your team, to drive you towards something that is worth the days when you're getting your ass kicked to keep heading in that direction. So 
you know, that, that for me was the, okay. And what was really cool. Cause like, I love how Jared does his, I think he wants to help. He wants to launch 10,000 tech companies in the next 10 years, um, which is huge. Like, but yeah. he's done it before. And like, he knows this formula, but literally if you can within a sentence and a half, say exactly what you're going to do. And people look at you as like, this dude plays big it naturally makes people gravitate towards you. And dude, I kid you not, as soon as we come back from this thing, I'm like, guys, I'm so excited. Here's my moonshot. Here's what we're going to do. I had one dude reach out to me. He's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're about. You play big. I want to hang out with you. And that to me was like total validation that we're doing something because I think big dreamers attract big people. Right. So now kind of coming back full circle, I was that person that gravitated towards these other guys that had huge goals of where they wanted to get to. Now, obviously it didn't happen in the interim, but fast forward now to the point where like, okay, I'm going to be that big thinker. How do I put something out there? And then how do I build this system? How do I create something that's operationally functional to be able to achieve that? And then what are mm -hmm. the assets that need to be built? So that way this feeds people into it, gives value and essentially does something like what Russell does. So if I want that time freedom, if I want that financial freedom, like I need to be able to sit back, you know, like looking at a battlefield and say, okay, where are all these pieces, bro? Like what is happening? Yeah. How do I make that shit happen? Um, so that's my thoughts, man. That's <laughs> yeah. Where are all these pieces and what are they actually telling me? Like it becomes that, that whole yeah. thing. I mean, where you need the data, man. Yeah. All that good stuff, the, the good problems that come with the growing the vision for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think it's all those little tiny hiccups too. You know, it's like, Hey, we said we were going to make this happen. And all of a sudden you try it and either sometimes it goes really well, or it goes really not well, or maybe somewhere in the middle. And we're always doing the same thing for ours. Every single time that we throw an event and it's so fun. I don't care if you've been doing this, like you're brand new, been doing it for a couple of years, or you've been doing this for 10 or 15. It's always the same question. Well, how am I get more leads and how to put more butts in seats? So I think right. regardless of where you're at, it's always that like never ending improvement where you just keep trying and trying and trying and you just try and, you know, build it and scale it and then figure out, okay, well, if I take it from this angle, what happens? If I take it from this angle, what happens? And then documenting the process and then just trying to take and scale and, uh, and grow it from there. So hopefully that and answers some of the question that you had initially. <laughs> for sure. And I think the cool thing about the way you've done it is your vehicle is the challenge. Mm -hmm. And yet you've amended the challenge. You're working now on the three day on a one day, but the vehicle is the same. So mm -hmm. when we're sticking with the same vehicle, you can say, okay, well, this month I'm going to try generating leads this way. This month I'm going to try this way. You're, But now you're comparing apples to apples versus, oh, I'm going to try a VSL now, uh, a webinar. No, you're staying within the same framework. So like those those improvements over time can be made with, correct data versus crap we're just making up which mm -hmm. is where where my operation side of me gets super nerdy and excited about it because it it's that framework you're working from which yeah makes me geek out it's so cool yeah and, you know i'd probably say some of the other pieces just because we're talking like operations and just fulfillment what we can top it off with this so you know, i think just one of the things especially from the operational side to make sure that everything flows you know you remember the cutco the, the home kitchen knives yep. no of course okay yeah. Um, so if you guys are familiar, basically they're they're like an international known brand and they basically always get, you know, high school kids to go sell them in houses and whatnot. So part of the presentation, because you come into this house with like 30 different knives, 
the concept was, okay, well, I have your parry knife that's this big, or I have the one that's this big, and I have a bird peak one, and you have like every knife for every reason. So the idea behind it is that there's always like the right tool for the right job. And yes, sure, we, you know, we always use this example, like, could you run a marathon in high heels? Probably. Should you? Probably not. Same thing with our knives, right? You want to cut something bigger, use this one, this one smaller, and it justifies getting the whole entire set. So I say all that to say, like, as we've learned to use different tools in our business, there's certain ones that are great for like making a challenge happen. There's certain ones that are great for like just straight project management. There's certain tools that are great for just literally communication between you and your team. And I think honing those in and defining, okay, what makes like just this process as smooth as humanly possible without that overlap on top of each other, without duplicating things, but also not having like a million things that you have to choose from. When right. you really start to narrow that down, dude, that's where I truly believe like that scale comes into place. Cause the second you start to define, here's what we do. This is what it looks like. Here's the end result. Then the beauty of it. And that's where now we're now to this point is you can take people, put them into that position because you have like this uh, perfect McDonald's fry you get every single time. Yep. And then at that point, it starts to become really fun. You can grow and scale and uh, change a lot of lives in the process. Love it, Brandon. Dude, this has been a uh, a rapid fire, quick lesson in, in all things Brandon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Usually I have to ask a lot of questions and here it was, it was really easy. You made my job. You made me look good, Brandon. I like it. You know what? You just, you pulled the greatest out of me, man. That's what it is. I appreciate you. <laughs> love it man hey before we jump here i do want to respect your time um question i ask all my guests because i'm a big reader i know you're an international bestseller now so give me uh one or two book recommendations that might not be on the top of everyone's mind but have made a difference in your life um first one is good to great phenomenal book uh the other one is uh ready fire aim I got both of them behind me. Of so, course, perfect. of course you do. Uh, well, you know, yes. I almost, I almost thought I saw them there, so I was like, let me pull them out. But yes, those hands too. I, I, those ones are definitely two of my favorites for sure. Fantastic, love it. Well, I'm gonna have to reread them both because I've only read them both once, and that's not yeah. enough. But no, man, when, when we get like six times into it, then we can really process everything that, <laughs> that they've said. Yeah, that's not untrue. It's you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's really that repetition that really helps it helps it settle in. Dude, yeah, for sure. Brandon, this has been a whole lot of fun. I knew it was going to be. So I really appreciate your time and sharing with the audience. And where can our listeners find out more about you, sign up for one of your challenges and get started with, with their own challenge? Yeah, um, if they want to just find me on Facebook, it's uh, really simple. It's just Brendan McCauley. Um, or if they want to go to challengelaunchpad.com, that's just a really quick overview. Uh, we have a little chat widget on there. Feel free to connect. And dude, if everyone wants to just, you know, hop on and just say, hey, how will this work? I'm more than happy to hop on and just kind of you know, show you how you could use it for your business. Uh, even with like, even if it's not with us, um, you know, just I'm happy to give some insights and guidance. So I'd, you know, I'd love to be a resource for you. Awesome. Well, all those links will be in the show notes. So head on over and while you're there, leave a review and go ahead and check out Brendan's site and all his services and just I've known the guy now for a while, like genuine, like the 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 dude you've heard on the show is Brent. That's who Brandon always is. You know, it's this is Brendan for real. So do check him out. Great guy, and he's definitely eager to help you guys too. So thank you so much, Brendan, and thanks for joining us. And hey, my pleasure. Talk to you soon. 
All right, that wraps up for this episode, but don't let the learning stop here. Join us in the Facebook group where we'll be sharing the latest tactical techniques and tricks that we're seeing work in companies just like yours. Go to adamliette.com slash Facebook. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash Facebook.